Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Market View, where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors, and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Singapore shares fell at the open today after global equities turned out mixed overnight. In early trade, the Straits Times index down 0.5% to 3,128 points after some 56 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now let's take a look at how the Singapore stock market fed today, a half-day trade by the way. The Straits Times index closed down 0.15% and we are looking at 3,138 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $696 million. Gainers trailed losers 212 versus 251. Top 5 movers by value with Gautier DBS, Singtel, UOB, OCBC and Wilma International. Heavily traded securities included Ctrim, Joe Energy Resources and Singtel. In terms of companies to watch, we do have Starhub. Now, the main bot listed telco posted net profit of nearly $73 million for the second half ended December, which is up from just $1.3 million the previous year. Now elsewhere from the S&P 500 ending the previous session slightly under 5,000 points, to invest the sentiment on Uniqlo owner fast retailing, we've got more international and corporate headlines for you. Joining me on the line is Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at Sias. Sunny, welcome. Happy New Year, Tian Happy New Year and Gongsi Fast High. And let's start with the SGX as usual, right? How has the SDI fed so far today after the S&P 500 ended just shy of the 5,000 mark? Yes, although we have a very positive uh, overnight uh, Wall Street rally, I would say. But the STI today, everyone is a bit like in the New Year mood. We are on a half-day trading. So our benchmark is down about 4 points or 0.15%. And for the week, STI is down about 41 points or around 1.3%. Right. And any surprises when it comes to the biggest movers, say uh, Singpost? Singpost. For Singpost, uh, yesterday after market closed, they actually announced some of their results. So the group announced an operating profit of about 27 million for the third quarter ended 31st December last year. This result was about 18% lower than the group operating profit of uh, 33 million recorded in the previous corresponding period. So while all their business segments posted positive operating profit in the quarter, group revenue in fact dipped 8% to $455 million from the $495 million year on year. And the group operating expenses narrowed by 6.7% to $430 million from $460 million. With 86% of its revenue generated internationally, the strong Sing dollar will continue to have an impact on Singapore's consolidated performance. On a constant currency basis, the group operating profit would have been lowered by an estimated 3.9% year-on-year. So the share price of Singpost is down half a cent today or 1.2% to finish at 40 cents. Right, uh, we must talk about cable TV now that we talk about Chinese New Year. Yeah? And I'm bringing this up because we are looking at Starhub today. Net profit of $72.9 million for second half ended December. And this is up some over $70 million from what we saw a year ago, which is just $1.3 million. How far is that in line with your expectations though? 
I think the results were very much in line with the company expectation as well as the analyst consensus as well. So along with the improved earnings that you mentioned, the company is actually declaring higher dividends than expected and guiding for a further increase in the dividends for the coming uh, FY 2024. For the full year of FY23, the company reported a 140% year-on-year increase in earnings to 149 million. Profits from operations in second half 23 increased 102% to year-on-year uh, 119 million as mobile revenue increased 3.4% year-on-year as well to 306 million. In addition, non-operating expenses decreased by 72% year-on-year to 16 million in second half 2023 and mainly due to the recognition of 60 million in impairment losses on the divestment announced in their fourth quarter uh, announcement. And the total operating expense for second half of uh, 2023 was 65 million, 5.4% lower, mainly in the absence of the 30 million in non-recurring related provision recognized in the corresponding period last year. So StarHub is actually declaring a final dividend of 4.2% for second half of uh, 2023 combined with the interim dividend that they have uh, announced at uh, 2.5 cents per share. The total dividend distributed for FY23 will be 6.7 cents per share, exceeding their guided uh, amount of at least 5 cents. For the current FY24, StarHub is also uh, providing a guiding dividend of at least uh, 6 cents payout. And their shares actually jumped 9 cents today or around 8.4%. So this is great news for StarHub shareholders. Mm, great news. And across the region, Sunny, we must talk about this company uh, and this Chinese New Year edition of Market View. And this is a company that men, especially in this part of the world, will support during the Chinese New Year period to get their clothes. So we are talking about Uniqlo and the parent company Fast Retailing. I'm not sure if you're one of them, uh, Sunny. Data compiled by Bloomberg suggested that the apparel maker has climbed 15% this year to become the best performer among 10 other clothing companies worldwide that have a market value of over 10 billion USD. What is driving that bullish sentiment? How sustainable is this? Yes, Tian I think you are right over there. That's where I got my New Year clothes this year and every year. And what you're seeing right now is a Unico clothing. So this Asia biggest apparel maker, right, their share price is around 40,000 yen right now or equivalent to about $360, makes it uh, one of the most expensive stock on the Nikkei 225 stock exchange or stock average. With the stock weight on the benchmark in the index around 10%, the Japanese index ability to reach a, an all-time high will depend on the company progress towards achieving its goal to triple its uh, current sales to about 10 trillion yen and shift more of their focus to their overseas market because they have they are already very strong in their local uh, domestic Japanese market already. So operating profit for the first fiscal quarter top analyst estimates projections on robust sales in North America and Europe. So it's not only me or Singaporean men that love uh, Unico clothing. Fast Retailing also announced last year that it expects to open uh, another 80 stores in China and roughly another 60 new stores each year in Southeast Asia, in India, as well as the Australian region. About 56% of its revenue came from overseas in the fiscal year of 2023, according to Bloomberg data. And in the coming years, we foresee uh, increasing revenue and profit in the overseas market for Unico. That will be the key drivers for their growth. But investors may want to take note that the Nikkei 225 index actually has a weight limit for its constituents. So should fast retailing share price 
continue to push higher, it may test the 10% cap on the Japanese benchmark index. And when the rebalancing happens every quarter in September, we may see a slight sell-off from there. But overall, the outlook is positive and the opportunity for growth for Unico is actually in Europe, in US and the rest of Asia as well. Right. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Sunny So, Lead Technical Analyst, Capital Markets and Investor Education at SIAS. Let's take a look at oil markets, Sunny. Oil prices up over 3% yesterday on concerns about a broadening conflict in the Middle East. Your thoughts on the outlook ahead? Yes, so I, was, so I was watching the US market yesterday and I noticed this uh, spike in the oil price. So the main cause of the spike in oil price overnight was mainly due to uh, Israel rejecting a ceasefire offer from Hamas. And when the news came out, actually the share price, uh, the oil price spiked around uh, 3%. So the brand crude futures actually breached the $80 barrel, reaching a high of uh, $81.90 US dollar. And WTI actually rose above the uh, 75 US dollar mark for the first time in, uh, in February this month. The market is actually uh, holding its breath on what could the next potential fallout or the conflict happen in, in the Middle East. And in the US, we also saw a stronger than expected drawdown in fuel stock and, and gasoline. So this is due to the ongoing maintenance in US refinery, which was expected. But this could also push up the energy prices in the short term. So with demand growth remaining healthy in the larger oil-consuming nations, including India and US, uh, we do foresee oil prices remaining slightly elevated above the current levels that we are seeing right now. Let's end off the day, uh, Sunny, by talking about something sweet. How about chocolates? Now, Hershey said in its earnings statement out yesterday that it may continue raising prices to keep up with rising coca prices. Now, true enough, New York Coca Futures hit a record yesterday as well. Now, big question here. Are you a chocolate lover yourself, Sunny? Have you gotten chocolates for Chinese New Year? And what do you think is the outlook for confectionery makers then? Okay, let's answer the big question first. Uh, am I a chocolate lover? Yes, I love having a good bar of chocolates, especially chocolates from Hershey's. So have I gotten chocolates for this Chinese New Year? Uh, not yet. But thankfully, you reminded me because I will need to get some because next week we have the Valentine's Day coming up. So I think that will be good. Yes. And on the outlook of the uh, confectionery makers, I believe it's going to be a, a challenging one with the New York Cocoa Futures hitting a record high yesterday morning due to the extreme weather that they are experiencing right now in Africa. And managing and forecasting commodity prices has always been tricky and sometimes unpredictable. But we foresee agri-commodity prices seeing a low double-digit percentage inflation with cocoa and sugar as the most inflationary. Already, we saw a uh, Cadbury chocolate maker, uh, Mondelez, have posted volumes drop in the fourth quarter, the peak sales periods for chocolate, because during the Christmas period, a lot of people are buying chocolates. And as price hike, uh, it deter it deter customers from spending more on its products, on chocolate products. So, uh, and consumers will likely spend less during the non-seasonal period because those were the peak periods. This is a trend that we have observed year on year and will likely going to continue uh, throughout this year and next few years as well. So having said that, Hershey Company's share price actually rose 4% yesterday on the earnings release. So the most since uh, July 2020. So the stock is up 4.2% this year, outpacing the 2.7% gain of the S&P 500 
Consumer Staples Index. So I think the management there is doing a lot of great work. Although uh, they have to manage the rise in commodity prices, especially in the cocoa prices, and they are recording increased sales despite having to raise prices for their chocolate products. So I believe uh, we can't really run away from chocolates, even if the cocoa prices were to go up. Well, I like how you say that we can't run away from chocolates. Thanks a lot, Sunny. That was Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at Science. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Kong Si Fas Hai and Happy Chinese New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.